And we are live on another edition of All In on High School Sports. Jennifer Valenti. Good evening. Kurt Valenti. I had to go with the visor today because I need a haircut bad. So I, 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 I can't be seen in public with this. And, uh, just no time. So how's, how's it going? How are you? Good. Doing well. You? I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, I'm pumped up for this show. Uh, we have a lot of great guests. And I'm super pumped tonight because this is where it's like money time now. Ramapo Wayne Hills, St. Joe's um, Bergen, and I think we're forgetting a game right around right around the circle from us, Heights and Becton. And I cannot wait to pick these games, to break these games down. But um, before we get to that, we have uh, a couple of great guests coming on tonight. I want you to explain who we got coming sure. on. Sure. Tonight we're going to welcome Coach Matt Demarest from the uh, PCTI football program. He'll be joining us. And then we'll also be joined by senior Curtis Whiting. He just set the school record at Hackensack with seven touchdowns in a single How many? game. Seven. 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 Yep. <sighs> yep. And uh, he will be joined by his head coach, first-year coach, Brett Ressler. So we've got a little PCTI football and a little Hackensack football on the program this evening. And Mr. Coach Cicilino saying, wow. Who this Jen lady? She's the whole show. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. So sis. Jenny Hoops is getting props from Mr. Sis. What's going on, Sis? Thank you for watching. By the way, Sis, uh, you know he's come out of his shell a little. He's a big Alabama fan, and he uh, he had a rough weekend. So yeah. we'll get to that tomorrow night. He's gonna bounce back. He's gonna bounce yeah, back. I don't think we have to worry. Uh, we might have to worry. Um, we have our first guest in the waiting room. Yeah, I let yeah Coach absolutely. Let's in. talk let's some PCTI some... football. All right, let's let Coach in and get situated. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Wonderful. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Coach? You can hear us okay? Absolutely. Oh. Look, Coach got his A game with the green screen. The I'm telling you that. Right out of the gate. He does. <laughs> Very nice. Let me try. Let me try. Coach, let me introduce you to our audience, please. This is uh, Coach Matt Demarest, head coach at PCTI since the 2012 season. His team this season is currently off to a 4-2 and two start, coming off a big win over Eastside this past weekend. So welcome, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jen Kirk. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Coach, again. And uh, if you, my first question for you, Coach, can you just give us a little review of the, uh, the thrilling 9-6 overtime win over a talented uh east side squad last week well the the uh, the exciting part is our kids are, are very friendly with them uh they grow up playing together uh it's a much different game than other games during the season so they grow up together play uh little league together uh now they're competing against each other so it's an added it's an added thrill to the game sometimes it creates a little more sloppiness than normal um it's not a normal game but it also brings out a lot of excitement from the kids. Both teams played great defense. Uh, the offenses had times of spurts, but uh, you know, fortunately, overtime, uh, our defense really stepped up big and uh, had a big stop. They had the ball first. Um, we uh, had a big stop and then uh, turned that into a, a nail-biting field goal to win the game. Nice, very nice. Well, congrats on that win. Uh, Thank you. Coach, we love to obviously bring on coaches and talk about their programs, but we like to really give them the opportunity to highlight their players. So would you mind talking about some of your players that have been contributors this year? Uh, absolutely. Uh, senior uh, Elijah Fields, he's been a, a, a big part of our program uh, for four years. 
uh, starts at middle linebacker for us. He was uh, played a lot of uh, tailback for us. The type of unselfishness he has um, was disappointed when uh, you know the season began. He wasn't going to be the leading running running back for us, uh, but quickly you know Trey Sean died. Uh, sophomore took over. Uh, you could see uh, the difference between the two, and uh, it didn't stop Elijah from uh, being the great leader that he is. He's done a great job on defense. He's the heart and soul of our defense at, at linebacker, so I'd have to talk about him. Uh, Justin Vasquez, another senior uh, starting guard, defensive tackle, had a heck of a game against East Side inside. Um, it's tough to block. Uh, then offensively, I mean, he's just a road grader. Uh, he's probably be, uh, by the end of the year, you know, he'll be one of our more recruited guys. He's a 3-3 student, 6'2", 6'2 and a half. He's probably about 3'10", uh, so he's a heck of a player right there. Um, and then one of our unsung heroes on defense in the, in the secondary, uh, Troy Milton. Uh, he's a, a first year starting, but uh, could have played a lot more last year, had a little bit of an injury. Troy's been a, a solid guy at safety for us. Um, so there's three seniors right there uh, that have done a great job leading our team. And there's other guys too. Um, Akil Moody, two-year starter, a tackle, great job for us. Uh, uh, I'm trying to give a couple other guys. Um, obviously, Trey Sean Dye is a sophomore, and his twin brother, Trayvon, have had great years. Um, uh, Eric, um, let me try to think. Um, I'm lost for names right now, guys. It's <laughs> okay. I don't want. I don't want to disappoint. Um, I'm gonna go here for a second. Uh, I also have um, our kicker, Luke. Montaigne, big kick the other day. What a great kick for us. I was going to say, Coach, uh, you got to put him in. He gotta, he's got to be getting mentioned, right? Listen, you know, I can go. There's, you know, we have, we're group five school. It's a little different than some of the other programs. It's hard to say. You know, you, you, you go through names and then other names pop in. But uh, Luke, I mean, you know, he's been solid for us. Great, great directional kicker. You know, um, could be in the end zone sometimes. Uh, but we try to give him directional kicks so he'd move the ball around. But as far as, you know, he missed his first extra point, and it was big shock during the regular part of the game. We get to overtime, and uh, he nailed the field goal. They called timeout. A lot of people don't realize they called timeout. He nailed it, uh, called timeout right before. So he had to hit, kick that, that twice. twice. <laughs> he was able to twice. Yeah, I was familiar. Great, great. Uh, coach, you know, currently you just mentioned your group five. Currently, you're roughly in the fourth spot with you know, yeah. power points, whatever you guys want to call it now. Um, what's the goal for the rest of the season? Uh, get better, to get better. You know, it's coach cliche. It's get better every day. We, we have an interesting balance. I, and this is everybody. So when I say this, some teams are a little further along than others. Um, last year stole development from the coaches, from the kids. Uh, teamwork, team building. We we had a whole year of that stolen away from us. And in football, more than other sports, you really need that. Uh, you need it because you have to have 11. And then after the 11, then, you know, you have to figure out your next 11, whatever that is. 
whether they're offensive guys, defensive guys, special teams guys, you know, it's hard to play a game. You know, you, you see anybody play sport or football with 22 kids, like hats off to them because the amount of things that come together within the season. Um, so, you know, we had that year stolen from us. My seniors, you know, you go in a year, they're, they're more like juniors and then right. your juniors more like sophomores and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, you're building to get better. Um, we have a three game stretch game stretch and people always look at records and it's not about records. We're all in the same boat. Hackensack has gotten drastically better. Um, old Japan, I mean, they beat Randolph at the beginning of the year. So that tells you what type of old Japan is. And then uh, Columbia, you know, we played them, uh, we beat them in overtime last year and they're a playoff team right now. So they're right on that cusp. So we have three teams that are playoff potential or playoff bound. All are getting better. Um, we're just trying to match that. One game at a time, we try to be 1-0. and If we can be 1-0 and this week, then, you know, we can shorten that season down. Nice. Coach, you took over the program in uh, 2012 after you'd been an assistant under longtime coach John, and I don't want to butcher his name, Irado. Did I say that right? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually have such a good track record with the names. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you speak a little bit about how he influenced your coaching style and maybe tell us about some other uh, coaching influence who've had an impact on you? Yeah, well, we'll go we'll go with John first, obviously, because, you know, how many people can you say build a program? I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, like to, to they see finished products and then they like to speak on the finished product. And then they tell you, oh, you know, well, you have this or, you know, you're lucky you have that. Well, John never had that. You know, John built a program. Um, you were a, a, a vocational high school. Um, we are legitimate high school. We have full day academic, full day athletic. Um, and John was able to build a program uh, and, and entice people to, to, to consider our school when maybe others weren't. Uh, people used to come and say it wasn't a, uh, couldn't go to college with it. John always had to fight those things back. He still man to go to college. We still were able to get uh, you know, a couple guys to make the NFL. Um, so we had three guys make the NFL when, you know, at, at a vocational school. Uh, it was built with John Bill, let's put it that way. Uh, family, what did I get from him? Family atmosphere. Um, you can have tough love and still love. Um, just because a kid does something wrong doesn't mean a death blow. They need to learn from it. and You can't just cut the cord. Uh, there's learning experiences that continually go on. And we all have a different environment. And, uh, you know, um, his consistency in the wins just by showing that, that he was going to be there for the kids. So I picked that up from him. Uh, my father was, by, you know, without a doubt, my probably my the, the leading guide. My father was a head track coach at Wayne Valley for a long time, assistant coach at, uh, for football at Wayne Valley for Fred Keel and, you know, so many guys over there. So I grew up at Wayne Valley my entire life, running around as the ball boy. I had to be a ball boy, a scout boy. Uh, we, I never saw college football. No, we always had to go scout on Saturday afternoons. There was no Friday night football. So, uh, you know, those two guys right there influenced me, you know, as well as played football, West Milford for Larry Harding. Uh, 
and uh, Coach Hamilton down at uh, Trenton State College. I played football down there. Uh, Coach Hamilton was a great man. So, you know, four really big influences, there's other people, but those guys right there, that's my Mount Rushmore. Oh, awesome. Uh, nice. Our good friend, Kenny Kirkpatrick, coach, he's from Maryland, and he said, hey, gang, sorry I'm late to the show. Welcome, Coach Demarest. I'm proud to say he's saying that he picked <laughs> PCTI to beat Eastside last week, and oh, yeah, welcome to the greatest high school sports talk. So props to Kenny hey, on there. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the support. <laughs> Love uh, the milk. Coach, uh, like Jen mentioned, uh, in your, I believe it's 10 years now, you've had a real nice run as head coach. What do you attribute all the success to, and where do you want the program to even go? Uh, you know, even more than what you guys, what you have done, and it's been a remarkable run there. I think the consistency part is, uh, I, I, you know, it's very difficult to stay consistent. Everybody has a run of players. And, and people miss over that. Um, every school will have a run. When you have that run, then you have to win. I mean, it's important. It's important because uh, that builds the belief in your system, in your coaches, and it also in yourself. Uh, so when you have your kids, you have to have that run. Now, when, when, when I say you have your kids – you have that group of kids that athletically, when you draw anything up, it doesn't matter if you draw up right or wrong, it still ends up right. And we've all had a group of kids like that. Um, now, when you don't necessarily have that and uh, you, you everything you draw up doesn't necessarily work, can you stay consistent? So where do I wanna be? I always wanna be consistent. Um, you know, consistent meaning, uh, are we playing hard? Are we running to the ball? Are we fighting together, together not against each other? Um, uh, are, are, are we in games? Um, you know, we, we, we lost two big games this year, uh, and I got to take, you know, obviously, you know, you like taking credit, but we got beat pretty soundly in two games. So we got to get better there. You know, your losses have to be tighter. Um, you have to spread out your wins and win a little more convincing sometimes. Winning's great, but as you know, the closer the game, sooner or later, those things, they they, they don't always fall in your your way. So you got to get it. We got to find a way to get another touchdown in a game. And then we got to close the gap on the others, be consistent. Um, if, if we can do those things as a program, the ball bounces your way, you're, you're in it. Mm -hmm. Now with it, System being where it is, with the you know it's not powerpoints, it's the UPR where they're going to go strength schedule. You can have a couple losses and still not only make the playoffs but have a good seed. Yeah. So I think that works to everybody's advantage. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Coach. Um, no, we like and like to end our time with you with a little segment we call Rapid Fire. So these are a little yeah. more uh, quick hitting type questions. So Kurt's going to start yeah. us off. All right, Coach. Biggest win as head coach at PCTI. Say that again. What was your What was the biggest win for you as head coach at PCTI? Oh, uh, the state championship beating Ridgewood. Nice, and I'm gonna have you to follow them, uh, Matt life. I'm gonna have to follow it up with toughest loss. <laughs> I know they're all tough. <laughs> you there? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. we lost you. We're good. You, I'm I'm there. 
Oh, yeah, can, yes, yeah. Did you hear our, our fo- next question? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, I have to follow it up with toughest loss. <laughs> uh, Bloomfield, Bloomfield State playoffs, first round. Second seed we lost. Okay, my next one. One word that describes the girls' flag football championship team at PCTI. Uh, uh, it, uh, ex- exciting, exhilarating. I mean, it was an awesome, awesome experience of you. Yep, and we had the girls yeah, on when the coaches on. I know the coaches with you, but the uh, it was it was awesome having the girls yeah. on. It's something they're gonna be remembered for, you know. And your school's gonna be remembered for having the first championship in that. Definitely proud, proud member of our school. You know, I've been here 28 years. That was a, a great moment for our school. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, coach. What's your favorite game day attire? Uh. I probably I, I wear uh, a long. They make me comfortable. Long, uh, black uh, Under Armour socks. There you go. I nice, don't know why. Nice. For some reason, they're comfortable. <laughs> and coach, who's your favorite NFL football team? Oh, the Giants. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all right. So here's my follow-up question for you. Now you're going to play role of the Giants GM. Saquon Barkley again. Unfortunately, another bad injury. He comes here at the end of the year and says. I want Christian McCaffrey money, meaning I want three years, $20 million per. Are you going to give them that money? I mean, they, they need so many different things. Um, and, and he's that type of talent now, and, and they can't win with him. So, they, you know, is he making a difference for them now? I mean, I love him, but I feel bad he's on this team right now. Yep. All right, Coach, and the last rapid fire, your Super Bowl champion prediction. Uh, it's the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl prediction is going to be, it's an, I guess, easy guess right now. It's going to be um, Tampa Bay and uh, Buffalo. And it's still can't, until, until, until Brady loses, I can't bet against him. <laughs> okay. I mean, that offense looked amazing the other day. I mean, He's just he's just getting warmed up. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he is. It he is, is crazy. Coach, thank you so much. You know? <laughs> hey, but you know what? Your Giants, like you said, you you could have something where you say to your Giants, your Giants knocked them off of that that, you know, sixteen and O team or eighteen and O team, whatever they yep. were, and that's that's you guys have, have that. that. Always yeah. have that. Twice we beat them. Twice. And twice, that's right, twice. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you taking the time to meet with us. Thank you. you We'll have you guys on again. Thank you, Coach. Good luck. Absolutely. Have a great night. Thanks, Coach. Okay, there's Coach with a big win from uh, PCTI over Eastside. Um, Again, exciting. And uh, like you said, kicking a field goal. It's not, you know, listen, we watched the other day in the NFL, I want to say nine guys extra points. Extra points. (laughs) You know, so now you're putting the pressure, you know, pressure that these high school kids are under. And, uh, you know, sometimes they make it look easier. But like I said, it's, you know, it's no gimme. You know, it's no gimme on a pro level. So, and that's to win a game in overtime. So, very exciting. No, uh, great guest. So nice to have Coach Demarest and uh, and talk to him. Absolutely. Uh, really appreciate him joining us. We it's so our... weird saying PCTI because, like, growing up, we played them, and it was, say, County Tech PCT. <laughs> so sometimes you forget the, like, PCTI, you know? All right. We have our next guest in the waiting room, so I'm going to let them in as well. And as they get situated here, we'll welcome our Hackensack football 
Hi guys, can you hear us okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome. Welcome. How, How are you, you Coach? Good, how are you? Good. Just make sure Coach is connected to his audio there. So it looks like it's still loading in there. Give him another second. While we're doing that, I'll introduce you guys to the audience here. We are welcoming um, from Hackensack Football. We have senior Curtis Whiting joining us off of a uh, record-breaking game against Passaic where he broke the school record for touchdowns in a game with seven. I'll repeat it again, right? Seven. seven. want to make sure everybody understands that it was seven. And uh, he's joined by his coach, uh, Coach uh, Brett Ressler, who's first year at the helm of Hackensack, and they are off to a three and three start. So welcome, guys. So nice to have you. Thank you for having us. It's an honor. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you very much for having us on. Good friend Phil Benanti, Hackensack uh, connection, saying great coach and great kid. Oh, nice, very nice. <laughs> uh, again, guys, uh, I want to congratulate Curtis. You congratulate uh, Coach, and thank you guys so much for coming on tonight, Curtis. I'll start with you. Again, congrats on an awesome night, which you failed to mention was 305 rushing yards <laughs> with the seven touchdown to set a new record at an unbelievable program, Hackensack for touchdowns in a game. Curtis, can you a couple questions real quick? Can you just walk us through Friday night's performance? Like, you know, I just don't think you walk out and say, I'm going to have seven touchdowns tonight. <laughs> so, you know, what was it going through? Okay, I get one, I get two. Now I have three. Here's another one for, can you just walk us through that a little bit Friday night? Yeah, most definitely. Before I start saying anything, I mean, without the O-line, it wouldn't be possible for me to get those, those yards. So I want to thank my guys, uh, Shalik Hubbard, uh, who's at right tackle, Darius Elliott at right guard, William Johnson, who played center for us. Left guard, we have Jermaine Frost, and at left tackle, we have Michael Grant. I want to thank my fullback, Elijah Wajay, who also laid his life on the line for me <laughs> on Friday night and made a lot of good key blocks, and our receivers as well, who made some key blocks for us. Uh, now, to your question, I was before the game, I wasn't thinking about anything yards-wise or percentage-wise. I knew I was close to 1,000 yards, but I didn't know how close, really. So I really just locked in on the win. It's a pretty good team, and we were locked in on them the whole week. So we just really wanted to win that game so our seating goal in the playoffs. So we came into the game and we scored. The, I broke a 50-yard run the first play of the game. I'm like, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty fun game for us. And then I got in on the second play of the game. It's like without 30 seconds in the game. So I'm like, well, yeah, it's going to be a pretty long game for them. So we came to the side. Coach Hazel, he's my running back coach. He's a previous record holder for the record. He's a running back. We used to have him in 2000. He broke. He tied the record for six. He's my running back coach. He was like, yeah, you're looking at Kim, Kaleem Hazel out there. He compared me to him, so he was like, you might have a chance to break the record tonight. Then I got to, like, four or five. He's like, oh, yeah, you really might break it now. So then I get to pick some. I tied a record to my dad. He's a Hackensack dude, so he took me out. Because the record's, like, prestigious in our town. So four guys have it, Rashid Brown, Yakimo Brown, Billy Harris, and Kaleem Hazel. So the record's been there since 1953. So they figured it was this time for somebody, let somebody break it, and I'm happy it was me. Nice. And I, I want to just give you props because you actually took one of my questions, and I'll, I'll ask you that, but the props, because we always say, you know, the running backs, like, get the glory, but who does it is the O-line, the fullback, <laughs> you know, like you're saying, and that's awesome that you just you gave them a shout-out. I'll get back. I got a question for you a little bit later, but that's awesome that you gave them a shout-out. Nice. Yes, sir. Uh, coach, I wanted to ask you uh, about Curtis as a player and a person. Um, you know, before meeting you guys, um, I had the impression just from, you know, it's 2021 from his Twitter post, right, that he was very humble, right? And even in his opening line to us here, he proved just again how humble he is giving credit to his O-line. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, you know, him and his work ethic both on and off the field, his attitude and what he means to your program. 
Well, I mean, you kind of took the words around my mouth. I mean, he's he's as humble as they come. I mean, before he even answers, he, he always has credit where credit is due. And obviously, he knows, obviously, without the offensive line and, and receivers blocking that this record isn't attained. So that's just a remarkable trait in itself, uh, that, that sense of humbleness and how he carries himself. Um, one thing you wouldn't know about him, phenomenal student, you know, 4-0 GPA, tremendous family and work ethic, obviously, you know, so he, he's, he's everything. He's a total package in my, in my eyes and, and, and a lot of teachers dots and around the community. He does a great job in the halls, you know, being a leader, you know, making sure, you know, kids are getting to class now that, you know, obviously everyone's back in schools and things like that. And then obviously one from the football side, making sure guys are getting out to practice, not, you know, quote unquote, cheating reps. He's like a, another coach on the field uh, when it comes to offense, defense and special teams. Um, you know, it's always it's always good to kind of have that type of person around. And I don't know a coach that wouldn't want that around. That's great. I'll get back to Curtis, and here's kind of my question, because it's kind of like a funny statement, but it's true. You know, in the NFL, like, when you get 1,000 yards, and if you had a game like seven touchdowns, the running back, he's probably buying watches for the O-line. You're obviously <laughs> not going to buy them watches, so I wanted you to give them a shout-out, but you did that already. So I'm going to ad-lib and do another question. What is it like, I guess, what's the mentality of – I would say you as a running back and the O-line and the offense in general when it comes to running the ball. like so. And how does it feel to, to say, okay, this is my line. I'm comfortable behind this line. All right. So basically, I mean, Hagstack tradition is running the football. So we had countless number of running backs that have got a thousand yards in our school history and countless amount of running backs that have made all county, all state, all that kind of stuff. But it's just the key, just remembering where we come from and remembering the tradition that we have. We go to the grass every day go to the sled, seven minutes sled, push it. And just the guys I have in front of me, I grew up with them basically for my whole life. So, and I know them really well. They're all basically like my brothers in a sense. So we go out together. We, I bought them donuts on Saturday morning. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. They I, did get a gift. You got that. <laughs> I, awesome. I couldn't buy much more than that, but I love them and I trust those guys in my life. And Curtis, I mean, listen, offense, offense, alignment, donuts. I mean, <laughs> better than watches for those guys. Yeah, two dozen for five. Guys, so. There you go. <laughs> Phil Benanti saying, um, Curtis, you come from an outstanding family. Uh, Coach Cislano is asking about any offers we'll for college. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, Coach, I'm going to ask you a question again. Um, obviously, uh, you spoke about Curtis, um, but you do have the opportunity to highlight some of the players in your program who played pivotal roles this year. Would you mind speaking to some of them as well? Yeah, I, I mean, he named that offensive line that's tremendous. And, and he's on, you know, the identity of, of what we do at Hackensack offensively is – you know, especially in high school football and really in any the game of football, you need to establish the running game. So, um, you know, you look at those guys across the board, you know, Bill Johnson, you know, Jermaine Frost, Michael Grant, you know, you know, our, our fullback boo-boo, you know, Elijah does a great job, you know, receivers that, you know, now are blocking downfield and, and can make some explosive plays happen like Adrian King and Walter King and, and, you know, those type of guys, Erica Reefer, you know, is another wide out back there. So, you know, Matt Polaris obviously putting, bringing it all together at the quarterback position. Um, you know, it, it just, it's just something that starts firing and, and kind of fun to see once, once we start clicking like we did on Friday night. Nice. And uh, Curtis, I have a question for you that one of our guests kind of alluded to asking about uh, any offers for you, but you did commit, if I'm not mistaken, right? Did you want to yes, I did. talk a little yes. bit about your recruiting process and where you, why you ultimately made your decision where you did? 
Uh, yeah, I would definitely love to talk about that. So I chose West Point because it feels like home to me. So Hackensack, I've been here my whole life, you know. So I, I feel home at Hackensack, and I wanted to go somewhere where I feel comfortable as well. Like a Hackensack type environment, the coaches showed me love from the beginning of the recruiting process. I mean, I'm not the biggest dude. So some coaches be like, some coaches say I'm not big enough. Some coaches say I am big enough. But West Point stuck with me. They said they want me no matter how big I am, and they just showed me love from the start. That's why I chose them over a couple other schools. Nice. Congratulations. Very nice. Our good friend Kenny Kirkpatrick saying, Curtis, I wish you the best of luck. I know you you will succeed at the next level, both in sports and more important, academically. Coach, I got a question Wait. for you. Um, like Jen mentioned, taking over uh, the program at Hackensack. Um, what does it mean for What does it mean for you or to you to be able to take over such such a successful program like Hackensack and one that you have some roots in? It's, it's my dream job, straight up. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's nothing more than that, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's great how it kind of things sometimes always tend to work out. Um, there's always, you know, things going on in, in the world that, you know, you always kind of keep an eye on things. Like, obviously, I was coaching elsewhere for the last decade, and, and you know, and that job came up. I, just, I, threw all my, I threw everything I had at it, and, uh, and here I am. And, and, you know, this, this past week it was really, really fun to kind of get back to – Back to the roots, like you know, I'm a Hackensack kid. Grew up there, played there. Brother was coach there. Brother played, you know, played there. Sister ran track there. Mom was always in the stands rooting for us, you know. <laughs> so it's it's it, and nothing's changed, you know. Like I come there, you know, I my family's at the game now. I just have my own little one in the stand with my wife, and it's fun, you know. To obviously, have this generation of students, you know, behind the program, and but still the same old people in the stands, you know. The people obviously have some have passed on, but you know, the, the fans are still there. The, the, First and B Street, you know, Fortress is still there, and, and it's fun to take the field coming from the same field house that was built in 1954. There's just a lot of tradition, and uh, it's something that I definitely don't take for granted. It's something that I know drives me to work harder uh, to preserve it and to continue it. Very nice. All right, we're going to move into our next segment we like to call Rapid Fire. So we're going to throw some uh, faster-paced questions at you guys. So Kurt's going to start us off. All right, two-part question. Um, and when we think, I think Hackensack, I'm always, first thing I'm thinking of is Essex Street, right? So whether it's from, I believe it's Lodi, then it gets into Hackensack. But if you got, Curtis, I'll start with you. If you had to go one place, the best place to eat on Essex Street, what is it? I'm going to have to go with Wawa. I mean, me and my friends go there like every day for lunch. It's not too expensive for high school students. So we get like lunch and it drink like $5, $6. So we go there. Okay. Nice. Coach, what about you? I'm not gonna lie, I commute in on Route 80, so what was my first stop? I get <laughs> I said I get it, I get a gas tank and that all month long for September they were giving free coffee and Kurt and the kids tell you I'm a caffeine addict. I love coffee. So uh I I get that free coffee and, and fill up the gas tank and you know get ready for the school day. All right, and the second part of the question, um I'm a big, big, huge crumb cake guy. I love crumb cake. It's my favorite treat. So, obviously, B&W's in Hackensack. If, I'm not sure if you guys are crumb cake people, but if you've had it, because a lot of people have mentioned it, you know, oh, there's a place in Hackensack, what's it? it's B&W. One to ten, how good is that crumb cake, Curtis? It's ten out of ten. I mean, it's down the street from my house oh. right now. It is like a two-minute drive. My mom loves it. My family loves it. We get it for Thanksgiving every year. It's just ten out of ten. You should definitely try it. Nice. Oh, Coach. we might have to get it for Thanksgiving. That's yeah. a good call. Coach. <laughs> definitely. 
I give it an eleven. Eleven on the scale of ten. It's it's off the charts. It's that's, we had it. No, I got we, family uh, that comes in. I, I got family that comes in from Ohio, and, and you know they grew up. My dad grew up in Saddlebrook, you know, but obviously we live in, in town now. So it's he 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 goes and gets crumb cake and imports it back, you know. So it's 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 a local landmark. This is a true story. The first time I went there, this is years ago, and I was with Coach Siciliano. We went in the morning, and we heard about this place. I said, let's go. So I walk in there, and I see, I said, oh, there's no more crumb cake. I'm like, this is crazy. How could it not? The next thing you know, now I see them, you know, rolling out a thing where it's just full of crumb cakes, and they're like, oh, you'll never run out of crumb cake here. Like, this is just all day long. Then I realized it, but it's it's a 10. Coach Sis is saying a great. It's a 10. All right, nice. Um, all right, guys, my question is, and Curtis, I'll start with you too. Who's your biggest supporter? Oh, 100%. My mom and my grandparents, as well, my godmother. They come to every game, rain, sleet, hail, snow could be fireballs coming on. They're still there out here watching me play. She and me on. They have the Curtis Whiting shirts with the number two on the back. Nice. She's ordered some new ones. So they'll be definitely be bagging those out this week. There you go. Nice. How about you, coach? Biggest, I'd have to say it's it's my family. You know, you look in the stands, uh, it's my wife, my daughter, you know, my mom, my dad, you know, my sister, my brother comes up, you know, it's just, it, and that's what, that's what makes Hackensack special. You know, it's, it's a family atmosphere. Very nice. Awesome. Curtis, um, name me a running back you kind of model your game after. Pro or pro or college, if there's anybody that you could say, or you see a little of yourself in them. So I watched a lot of uh, Tavon Austin college highlights. So before my game on Friday, I watched like 50 minutes straight of him. He's like an elusive back. He could bring the boom with him sometimes. And I actually am a very close young friend with Ezekiel Elliott. So I watched a lot of him as well. Try to model my game after him. His dad went to high school with my dad, so I know him very well. So I try to model my game after him. A little bit of blocking back that can receive and get upfield, make a move when he has to, put his head down when he has to. And coach, what about you? Does any running back come to your come to your mind when you watch Curtis? I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I'm biased. I, I like that the Ezekiel. I'll stick with that one. You know, we might need to work on a little bit of his pass pro a little bit, but you know, <laughs> Zeke, Zeke definitely lowers the boom. You know, but not Curtis is definitely not afraid to stick his stick his head behind his shoulder pads and hit some people. So you know, and obviously he's got a little bit of that finesse that that Zeke has. So it's, I'd say that's a pretty good comparison. Does any, and he's, no, his hair is a little short. I mean, Zeke's hair is a little crazy right now. Curtis <laughs> kind of got a little summer haircut, you know. So. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. My next question is like your game day musts, any like habits, superstitions, any rituals that you have? Curtis, you want to start us off? All right. So my game day must for home games is definitely getting stressed out by the trainers. But like the whole team goes to the stress routine, I, I go on the trainer after. Special team get a little bit more stretched out by our trainers. Uh, Deja and Miss Danielle, they do a great job of getting me loose for the game and getting me ready to run. Other, another one is having my headphones on for an hour and 40 minutes right before the game. I take them off and start like listening with my team, start getting that game day vibe with my teammates. I take them off like an hour and 40 minutes for my game every, every week. Nice. And Coach? I'm going to be honest, uh, you know, I don't really have much of a routine. I just stick to, stick to what we do every – Every week, you know, I don't have like any superstition. One thing I've learned about this team, they are very superstitious with how they go through their stuff, which is pretty cool to see. But me, you know, I just, you know, we stick to our same time frame. I have a little bit of OCD when it comes to that, about the time we get in the, to our walkthroughs, to the time we get on the bus, that we get, you know, excuse me, the time we get into the either our locker room or the opposing locker room. I just try and keep that same consistency. 
and then it just that you stick to it and that usually uh you know what to expect so uh, that, i guess that would be my only superstition otherwise i don't have any uh pre same pregame meal i don't i don't do that it's just get ready to, to play that's it nice okay my last one curtis who's your favorite nfl football team uh, i'm a cowboys fan like i told you before my dad and ezekiel is down in high school together so I really was like forced into it a little bit. <laughs> and, yeah, so I watch him every Sunday. Zeke, that's my guy. So I like watching them play. All right, so I'm going to ask you this: four in a row, they're running the ball. I mean, their offensive lines back. Zeke's running, Pollard's running. I mean, they run for like 180 to 200 yards a game now. So my question, very simple for you: Are the Dallas Cowboys for real? When I mean for real, I mean NFC contenders with a possibility of a Super Bowl later down the road. Are they contenders? I think so. I mean, you see the defense too. It, Trey Diggs is playing like a yep. top five corner in the league. So it makes a big difference having that shut down corner on the on edge. Most definitely makes a big difference. I think we can go pretty deep in the playoffs. Uh, John Beelan, best duo in the game. Welcome, Coach and Curtis. And, Coach, what about you? Favorite football team? A Giants fan. So I don't really much to say after that beat they took last weekend, but <laughs> it is what it is. All right. And my last one, and my last one for Coach, then. Right now, if you had to make a decision, right, you have right now, is Daniel Jones the guy for the next six, seven years? Are you all in on him, or are you you signing him right now, or are you going to have to say, I, I can't sign him right now? There's people above me that get paid a lot more to make that decision. <laughs> I mean, right now, like I told you, I'm, a, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I, I wanted him to take Dwayne Haskins, but... Uh, <laughs> It is what it is. But I think, I mean, all I know is maybe, who knows, isn't Cam Newton around somewhere? Maybe maybe he'll enter the chat room. Oh, well, Coach, I got another one for Coach, because like, we're going to debate this with Beelan tomorrow. Is Ohio State coach still alive for the college football playoff? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Ohio State's still alive. Definitely. All right, and my the last one. They play, and, and with Michigan playing the way they are, that's up a nice little uh, – Late, late November treat, I think. All right, so here's my last one for Coach, and this is going to get Beelan burning. If, the, if it's the number four spot for the college football playoff, a one-loss a one loss Ohio State beating all those teams, just like you said, Michigan, and then whoever in the Big Ten championship or an undefeated Cincinnati, who goes? Ohio State. Beelan, I'll get going on that. It's so hard. That's it's so it. hard. That's it. <laughs> All right. Even and though, my- even though Luke Fickle, you know, obviously was an Ohio State coach, and I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the Bearcats. Um, you know, Cincinnati. You know, it, it's, it's without a doubt though, uh, Ohio State's going to make. Okay. All right. We well, heard it here. That's okay. it. <laughs> All right. My last question, guys. I'll just go with pick your Super Bowl champion, Curtis. I got the Bucks winning again. Tom Brady. It's hard to bet against that guy. Seems to be the consensus. It? <laughs> and how about you, Coach? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So I'm going with the Bills after last night. And they so. sent a the message Sunday night. night. <laughs> By the way, Coach John Beelan, I told you, he's a big he's big with the Cincinnati. He's just fired a comment. They lost to Oregon at home in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what hey, we deal with every week any, with this guy. Any given coach. day. Any given day, hey, some they lost to uh, Virginia Tech that one year too. So yeah, don't know how that year ended out for Ohio State. So got, I got one more question for both of you guys. Um, we have a second, right? I can yeah, go one yeah. more. I'll start with Curtis. What's the atmosphere? How's it been now with fans back in and more of a you know the way it used to be at a football game with fans? How how's it been with the fans, especially at home games? 
So we have a section called the Common Crazies that come to every game, regardless of where we are. So they do a great job of leading that section. Got the chance on, got the pain on them. It's just a great environment. Got the music playing in the background. They do a great job. The leader of that section is Jack Briscoe. He does a great job. He's fired up every week. Coach, what about you? How's it, you know, being able to, you look and there's your crowd and what your crowd does for your team. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what, that's one of the beauty of, of just sports and athletics in itself are the fans, you know. Um, last year, obviously, everyone was just, I think, happy to be playing football. You know, maybe not necessarily taking in the aspect of the, the actual surroundings in your environment. Um, so that that this year, that's a nice, definitely added touch that at least this, this group can kind of go out and say, you know, hey, they got to play in front of their, their entire community, right? So like, like Kurt said, you know, this past week we had a pink out, right? So kids are all painted up. I remember coming in on Saturday morning and kids are at practice and they still got pink hair and, <laughs> you know, and, and pink body paint. And it's it's like, it's, it, was, it was cool to see, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's all about the high school experience, not just for the for our players, you know, in the program, but for the entire community. That's what it's all about. Anywhere. doesn't matter just at Hackensack. Anywhere. That's what athletics are all about. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure to have you guys on. Uh, we wish both of you much success the rest of this season. So thanks again. And we'll love to check in with you uh, later on, uh, you know, going throughout the, you know, throughout the season. Thank you for having us. It's an honor. Appreciate it. Pre Definitely. Thank you, guys. Have a good night now. We'll be in touch. Thank Definitely. you. Appreciate it. Good night. Good night. Okay, so that was a little hack and sack football. Yep, yep. Um, great interview, you know, and you could just see what it means to be the head coach of that program oh, with so many ties. And Curtis, I mean, you know, like Sister saying, he's going to have such a great future. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we, we always joke when we say about, you know, the skilled kids, especially running back. But his first thing was offensive line and it, you know it's true they've always said it doesn't matter how good you are those are the guys that are you know they're gonna move the line you know they're the ones that are gonna get the rushing yards you know what i'm saying you I never just, they never get the press right but right. like what, what curtis just did there and giving them props like that is awesome well you know what the the maturity that he has to you know do that is yeah. just uh you know and and you know do the team despite his you know individual accolades it's so nice to see again you got that sense from him without meeting him and then and then you meet him and uh in the okay. flesh he's even even more humble than uh than you could be so it seems like a great leader on that team and uh you know on and off the field great all-around kid um so again much success to him and his teammates the rest of the way okay all right, ready to roll into our week seven picks yeah we're ready to roll um what i want if you could just type in the standings because you want I am, me to type yeah. In if the you can just type them in, okay. I um. I don't know if Joe Breslin is watching again. Joe Breslin, but... I spoke with him today. <laughs> well, I just want Coach Breslin to know that for two weeks in a row now, Jenny Hoops has put together the standings, and for two weeks in a row, Kurt has failed to get them on the board so that our audience can see them. <laughs> I don't know about fail. I well, mean, are that's, they up there? <laughs> that's a little. I just want everyone to know they're ready to go again. That's a little <laughs> of uh, come on. But it's you know they're not up. Um, Phil Benanti, our good friend, is having another comment. Curtis is also a shutdown corner, and he plays lockdown defense in basketball, too. You know, oh, we didn't get into awesome. him on the defensive yeah, yeah. side. So where it's okay, I'm going to do all of this. Uh, you know, I'm going to do, uh, you know, I, get, I just do the offense and go on the, you know, on the sideline. That doesn't work like that. Our good friend Stephen Waldman saying, hello, guys. How are you, oh, Stephen? Nice. Very nice. Um, 
while we just walk, if you could want to just go over the stats a little bit, I'm just trying to do something. Well, with sure. I'll, I will read off our, our standings from week seven. So um, we had a little, our guest picker was unable to give our picks last week. So we kind of um, just went with, we used like percentages and how our rest of our pickers did to kind of make sure like we were fair to kind of keep them up to speed. So right now, um, our picks last week in general, um, we had Mr. Beelan coming in fourth at uh, nine and ten. I came in third at ten and nine, and Kenny and Kurt tied for week six picks Wait. at twelve and seven. Wait, I got a question. Does Beelan ever like get above five hundred? Oh, stop! Yes, he definitely does. Our overall, I'll type them in in a second. Type but them our in. overall um, scores are. Um, Mr. Beelan and our guest picker are tied in the last spot at 76 and 45. Okay. Kenny is in third at 80 and 41. I'm holding at second at 82 and 39. And you are holding in first at 84 and 37. So still, still. Did I tell you a week ago I'm not looking back? Oh, yep. I will not be looking back. Okay. Are we ready for our first? We are ready. Game? You will put the no, you will put the standings in because Coach Breslin's going to be all over me. Okay. All right. So we got some picks. We got a lot of awesome games this week. So let's hit it, Jenny Hoops. All right. I'm Here gonna we start go. With, um, I'm going to start with Mr. Kirkpatrick. Okay. Our first matchup is five and one Clifton at four and two Eastside. Okay. And Kenny is picking Clifton 2017 over Eastside, and his comment is. Clifton escapes the haunted house with seconds to go. <laughs> Very creative, Mr. <laughs> always, always. I love Very his creative. comments are my favorite. Okay. Um, our guest picker and Mr. Beelan both have Clifton. Okay. And I'm going east side. Wait, Mr. Beelan has Clifton has also. Clifton. Yep. Okay. And guest picker Clifton. I'm going east side. I um giving them the edge because I can't overlook that they have held Northern Highlands to their lowest scoring output of the season at 14. So that kind of gives me, again, Clifton, good team. But I think the east side defense is... Actually, uh, we have our guest pickers with us tonight. Yeah, I think he's oh, is he, oh did he just join in? Yeah, let me, just, let okay. me just pick this last one before okay. we bring him in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to take Clifton. Uh, offense struggled last week against Northern Highlands, but I think they bounced back. Their defense played phenomenal for the first three and a half quarters started the game. Mr. Swayze with a pick six. And um, I think it's going to be a close game, a tough, you know, Clifton, I think, gets it done. Offense on track. I'm going 20 to 13 Clifton over okay. east side. All right, let me let um, our guest picker in. I'm glad he is able to join us. It's great. And there he is. Yep, there's the audio still connecting. So just give him a second. We'll okay. introduce him to our audience. Hi, Jim. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Thanks. Awesome. Can you hear me? I, yes, yes, yes definitely. Welcome to the okay, program. Beautiful. So glad right. to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Sorry I was a little late. No worries. I, uh, no worries. I, had, uh, I had the wrong code. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, though uh, Jim right. Haig joins us as a sports writer uh, with the Observer out of Hudson County, so it brings a lot of expertise. So we just did the Clifton East Side, and uh, I I did your pick for you, Jim. You were the, you picked Clifton, correct? That is correct. All yes. right. 
For the rest, I'll let you start us off. So moving on, we've got four and one Hasbrook Heights. Oh no, at, we're saving that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. Five and O Park Ridge at three and three Woodridge. Well, <clears throat> Park Ridge is undefeated, and it's very, very hard for uh, for them to uh, to lose um, what they've done so far this year. Um, they they had a great um, uh, scrimmage schedule. They played up. And played a lot of bigger schools, so they're very, very ready for uh, for playing a, a smaller school like Woodridge. Woodridge has had three win seasons so far, but I can't see them knocking off Park Ridge, which has had a long-standing great football program for a long time. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. We have um, Mr. Beelan is choosing. I got a lot of I got a lot of papers going on here tonight, so I've got uh, Mr. Beelan choosing Park Ridge as well. Kenny is choosing Park Ridge by a score of 21 to 14. His comment being Park Ridge escapes a scare. Okay, I'm picking Park Ridge as well. Uh, in addition to their undefeated, they've held a bunch of teams scoreless. I'm going with Park Ridge. How about you? I'm going to go Park Ridge also. I think Woodridge's only chance is to really make this ugly, like Jim said. They have a phenomenal program over there, Park Ridge. Uh, I think Woodridge, again, is going to have to make it a, a, a very slow pace. Uh, ugly game but um i just think park ridge just has too much you know wish coach katrona luck um you know obviously he's gonna have a great game plan but i just think park ridge is gonna be a little too much i'm with kenny i'm gonna go 21 14 coach breslin saying what's up guys sorry oh, busy night yeah. <laughs> all right our next game is five and one DePaul at three and three don bosco Okay. You, who goes first you you're, want me to you're, go gonna, first? Be, you're gonna be first on everyone <laughs> first on everyone all right well um, I, after having seen both teams the last couple of weeks, um, boy, oh boy, I'm very, very impressed with what, what DePaul has uh, going for it right now. Um, they, I, I don't know how in the world St. Peter's Prep escaped uh, out of that game with, the, with a loss, but they were, uh, DePaul dominated Prep except for every single um, aspect of the game, except for the scoreboard. And uh, Don Bosco, I was not impressed with them when I saw them, but yet they were able to beat St. Peter's, and they beat St. Peter's pretty handily by two scores. But I like DePaul. I think DePaul's got um, some good athletes. Like, I think they got about three or four Division One athletes, and I like. I think they're going to do very, very well moving forward, especially even into the state playoffs. And I think that I think they win by uh, a close game, but I think they win by about uh, by about four points. Coach Sis likes DePaul big. Oh, all right. Nice. All right. We have Mr. Beelan is choosing Bosco. I'm choosing Bosco as well. This was a tough one. I went back and forth, back and forth. Jim, you made so many good points that, you know, I, I really like DePaul's defense. I mean, what they've done this season defensively. Um, but I just feel like Bosco got the edge over common opponents, you know. Um, I think it's going to be they're at home, too. So I'm going Bosco. Uh, and then we have Kenny is picking Bosco 17 over DePaul 14 and he says that Bosco making a run for the playoff pulls off another shocker I think that says all okay. right you're up this is why me and coach Haig are on the same page because coach Haig not only won this one his Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this year too <laughs> and you know why I well I'll, I'll take that prediction <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm more I, I'm more confident in DePaul than <laughs> John Beal is saying hoops. Let's 
effing go. Bosco at home. Kenny upset City. <laughs> I'm with Coach. I'm with Jim Hague, though, because, listen, to. I mean, even that game that he's mentioning about um, St. Peter's, they technically shut him out because didn't they, if I'm mistaken, didn't they score on a, a block kick or yeah, something, something right to return? So it wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a blocked kick. The guy tried the field goal. And he kicked it into the into the back of the the, the blocking line and hit the helmet oh. of one of his blockers, and the uh, the guy who fielded the ball didn't know what to do with it, and, they, and his teammates told him to run, and sure enough, he ran ninety seven yards, and that was the only touchdown in the game. Yeah. The only- Exactly. That's that's a touchdown in the game. So you take those points away. In their last five games, DePaul has given up a total of ten points to St. Joe's, Pope John, St. Peter's, Del Barton, and Irvington. You gotta be kidding me. That defense is legit. I'm with Jim. I'm with Jim. I'm going twenty ten DePaul. All right. Okay. Our next game is four and two Lakeland at six and zero Ramsey. Well, as much as I don't like to to pick against my friends from Wanakew, um, <laughs> Ramsey's undefeated, and there's, and it's no fluke. They're they're undefeated almost every year at this point here. Um, they got a great great program, and um, and they're going to probably prevail again here. Um, I'm going to say in a close one, but I'll say like say by about three points. I'll go I'll go uh, I'll go Ramsey over Lakeland by three. All right, we have um, John Bielan choosing Ramsey as well. And he's also saying Ramsey pizza all day. <laughs> and then we have uh, Kenny saying Ramsey by a score of 34-20 to 20 over Lakeland. He's saying Ramsey remains undefeated um, against the top I'm Lakeland sorry, say that again. Team. So Bielan and Kenny are both going Ramsey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'm going to pick Ramsey as well. I think they stay undefeated. I think they are, uh, you know, you get you get that confidence going when you get start off this way so i think they're going to continue to stay uh undefeated at home and mine's going to be simple no less than 28 points all year their last three 41 48 49 i think it's going to be another 40 spot for uh mr veenstra coach bear and the rest of the boys and i'm gonna what's today's date october 12th mark it down like coach like mr jim just said <laughs> i don't think anybody's being ramsey not this week the whole thing. I don't think I'm going Ramsey. Right. And I hope Coach Bear's listening. <laughs> okay. We ran we ran the board again. He's got the pressure he on gets, again. Oh, he gets, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Our next game is five and oh Booten at five and one Cedar Grove. All right, well there is no way in the world that I'm gonna go against my good friend Brian Gallagher, who has really turned that Booten program around. They won the state championship last year and they're undefeated so far this year. And uh, go Bombers. I'll say the Bombers win by two touchdowns. All right, nice. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Beelan is picking Cedar Grove. Kenny is picking uh, Booten 28-20 over Cedar Grove. He said Booten uh, with a, sh- a shout-out. A shout-out? Oh, yep, yeah, shout-out. gets. I have trouble reading your handwriting on the comment there. He said road, okay. victory, road victory for Booten. I'll, I'll summarize it there. Sorry, Kenny, if I messed that one By up. By the way, John Beelan's saying Grove Street. And Bobby <laughs> Blackjack's giving you a shout-out, Jim, saying my old partner. Oh, oh my God, how is he doing? I have to, you know, yes, old partner. We used to do a, a weekly uh, pro uh, football show and uh, on the Internet, and then uh, – 
things happened, and I don't know what happened, but I, I didn't mind doing it with Bobby. He's a good man. Good okay. Man. Very nice. I'm picking Booten as well. Uh, Jim, I have some ties to uh, the Gallaghers. I coached many years in Montville with Jerry Gallagher, and Brian was there for ah. a short time. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i not going to go against Brian either. I agree with you. He's done a fantastic job with that program. Recently won a state championship, if I'm not mistaken, right? Not in the last year. Yeah. Last year, they won the state, cha- they won the state championship last year, and uh, he's uh, – Oh no, they didn't have a state playoff. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. So yeah, it was two yeah. years ago. The last time they had a state championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so 2019, and then he was. Uh, uh, Brian has really turned that program completely around, and I give him all the credit in the world. He's a great, great coach, and uh, and his father Jerry is uh, is longtime friend. So I mean, I'm, I'm no way in the world am I going to go against the Galaxy. No <laughs> I'm <way>. with you. <laughs> Uh, okay. Bobby's saying we'll be back soon, Jim. I'm going. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Cedar Grove. Uh, I'm going to go high scoring game. I think this can go either way. I have 34 28. Um, I think it'll be high scoring, but um, I'm going to go Cedar Grove. Me and Beelan together on this one. That's a bad mix. That's a bad mix. Me and Beelan. Very mix. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Jim. All right. The next game we're going to jump to is our. Now this has never happened. Yeah. We have four and two PCTI. Was one of our guests this evening at three and three Hackensack, our other guest yeah, this evening. We've guest. never had our guests pitted against each other in, in the next week's matchup. So, Jim, who do you have in that one? Well, I like I like Hackensack. Um, they got a lot of athletes that come out of Hackensack High, and they they do a really good job of running the ball. Uh, Passaic County Tech has as a, a good strong. Um, up front, they're very good uh, uh, line, but the, but the athletes that come out of Hackensack, they just fly. I mean, they they're more than a track athletes. They're uh, they, they they're football players that should be running track. Um, but I think that uh, I think uh, Hackensack's got more too much talent there to to battle. And I'll go with I'll go with the Comets in that one over the over the uh, the Bulldogs. All right. We have uh, Mr. Beelan is picking PCTI. Kenny's choice is PCTI 27-21. He says PCTI building off last week's upset, which we t- upset, excuse me, which we talked about against Eastside. I am actually going. Um, where did I circle it on here? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm choosing Hackensack. I didn't even have this one done until I left this one blank from when I did my picks yesterday, okay. and. Uh, I love what PCTI does on defense, and I'm a big defensive-minded person. But you know what? I don't know if they're gonna be able to stop Curtis. That's what I'm. That's my. I know, and that, that's my point too. Because <laughs> plus, plus, here's the deal. PCTI sounds like some trade school that you, that that used to see the commercials at like 2:30 in the morning on Channel 11. Yeah, you too can sign up for PCTI. <laughs> You know, like learn how to truck drive or learn how to, you know, like learn how to uh, learn a trade at PCT. Uh, it just doesn't sound like a football team to me. So I, I'm, that's why I'm picking the, the comments in Hackensack. Hoops, I'm going against you and uh, and Jim now. I'm going to go like you just mentioned. Can PCTI contain Mr. Whiting? I, I mean, contain. They had seven touchdowns last year, 305 yards. Like Jim said, there's athletes all over the field. But I think they are. I think... I think PCTI is going to score and maybe that gets Hackensack away from running the ball a little. I have 28-13. I'm not, I'm going to be honest, I'm not, this game was very, could go either way for me, so I'm not sure about this one at all, but I will take for the show PCTI, but like Jim said, I could definitely see Hackensack winning this game. 
All right, our next one is... We can't ever have guests know that. I know. The same thing I know. Pick. It's so hard. Like, Jim, you said before, I don't remember which game it was. You were having trouble picking, but uh, oh, I think it was you don't like to go against Lakeland, I think you said. It's hard when you have your guests. Yeah, I don't like to go against yeah. Lakeland. They, they, those, are, those, are, those are just those are hard-nosed football players that come out of Wanakue, but, you know... Uh, Ramsey's Ramsey, you know that's the only reason why. No. But you know we have our guests on, and it's like you, uh, you know, you want them to succeed. But now we had both of them on, so I hope it's a good game for both for both teams. All right, our next matchup is six and zero Northern Highlands at. I'm sorry, sorry. This is our Maryland matchup, Jim. Six and zero Northern at five and one Huntington. And the best thing Jim said to me is when he uh, <laughs> sent me the picks. He went. And that's knowing nothing of these Maryland teams. But. Yeah, I know. No, I can't. I don't even know if I could pick that game because I know. No, I don't even know where they are. Where is Northern <laughs> and Huntington? I have no idea where that is. You know, I know where Baltimore is in Maryland, but that's about it. I don't know anything else. So why are we picking a Maryland game? Is that well, go ahead, Jen. You can tell. Go well, ahead. You know what? Our um, Kurt does another show, K and K Sports yeah, Show. Yeah, Jim's his... been with oh, us. Okay, okay. Oh, as you know, K and K with Kenny, and Kenny is a Maryland guy, and uh, we kind of adopted a team in his area to kind of add to the the docket. Okay. Well, considering the fact that I'll have to do my homework for next time if I do <laughs> if I do the show again, I'm going to have to uh, uh, hone up on my Maryland teams a little bit. You know. <laughs> But for the record, your prediction for today is who? Um, I'll go with Northern because it sounds uh, more Northern. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Beelan is also going with Northern, so he's picking Northern. Oh, Kenny is picking Huntingtown, 21-19. He says Huntingtown was, uh, I can't read what you wrote here, was by keeping Northern zero. Offense oh, off the, the field. Okay. <laughs> Oh, they win by Plus, keeping any, it. any town that's named Huntingtown, you know, what are, their, what are their nicknames? The Muskets? I mean, you know, seriously. The Hurricanes. <laughs> they're, the, they're the Hurricanes, Jim. They're the Hurricanes. Now, they should be better off being the Muskets or the, uh, or the Rifles or something. If they're the Huntingtown, you know, my God. So I take, you know, I, that that's a scary pick. I'm going against Huntingtown. <laughs> I'm picking Northern. I am uh, just looking at common opponents. I think that they have, they're both obviously have great records, but you know what? Northern has beaten up on the opponents a little bit more than Huntingtown has, so I'm going Northern. Yeah, and I'm with you. You know, Huntingtown lost their first game last week, and I want to say, if I'm mistaken, I don't think I'm mistaken, Kenny can correct us, but I think, like, Northern's a group up from them. So, uh, bigger school, I had 27-13, but I'm going to go Northern over Huntington, Huntingtown also. All right, our next matchup is three and three Morris Catholic at five and zero Caldwell. Okay, that those two teams I know a little bit about. So, uh, Morris Catholic right now is battling a very very bad break of uh, of COVID to the point where they had to cancel their game against Hudson Catholic that was supposed to be played Saturday, and they had to cancel it because they had about seven kids that came down with COVID. So I don't know even know whether or not they're going to be able to play this game. And if they do play it, you know, a school, um, as much as I like John Heck, and does, he does a great job in Mars Kaplan. Uh, uh, if you've missed the game because you had seven kids with COVID and now you're going to be able to play against, you know, Colwell, which has been healthy all year long, and, oh, yeah, they're undefeated, I think i got to go with Colwell. But I don't know. Let's check to see if that game is even played. Yeah. Because I- of, like I said, they were go- They were supposed to play 
Uh, a Catholic. Then they then they postponed it at first, and we're going and they were going to play the game on Monday, mm-hmm. and then they just canceled it outright. So I'm uh, I'm a little concerned with whether or not that game gets played at all because yeah. of COVID. Yeah, okay. a good point. Um, Mr. Beelan has Caldwell as well. Mr. Beelan saying Caldwell three okay. shutouts in three games, forty points in five games. Sorry about your adopted team. Not Friday, bud. Caldwell all day. <laughs> Kenny is picking Caldwell 27 over Morris Catholic 20. Um, Caldwell touchdown for the team Kurt put up for adoption last week. That's right. That is not true. (laughs) Not true. But you know what? But like Jim said, they've been hit with tough times at Morris Catholic. So um, it's a little, you know, it's it's bad timing for them to come across a Caldwell, in my opinion. I think they would have struggled. Well, listen, we know Mars Catholic could put points on the board, but I think right. they've struggled a little bit recently with some tough games. They've gotten hit with this COVID as well. I think it's a tough time for them. Uh, Caldwell, I think, probably would have had the edge anyway, but I'm going Caldwell also. Yeah, me too. Like you said, Morris Catholic puts up points, but they better play defense because, you know, like Jim said, their de- Caldwell's defense is, is awesome. And I'm going to call it right. I'm calling this now, Jim. Remember this. Ramsey, Caldwell in MetLife. Be good. Well, then, guess what? Then that, That's saying that a group two school is going to go to MetLife. Um, they're going to need a lot of PowerPoints to be able to be one of the teams that goes to MetLife. That might be that might be a Kane University. Okay, okay Kane. I'll take it in Kane. I'll take it in Kane, but I want to see Coach Bear in that offense against Caldwell's defense. That's yeah. I would love to. But I like Caldwell. Uh, Beelan saying Caldwell – Beat up a solid Cedar Grove Very team true. last week. Yep, yep. So we sweep the board, board with Caldwell this year, this week. All right, we have three and three West Milford at four and two Westwood. Well, West Westwood is always a perennially tough football program, um, and uh, although uh, they had they took a step up in terms of group from. Uh, from being a group two for years and years and years to now they've been group three for the last three years. Um, well, last year didn't count, but they started 2019 was, was um, they went to group three and West Milford is a former group four school that has now dropped back down to group three. So um, I, I, I just think that Westwood is just a, uh, a perennial football powerhouse, and regardless of what group they play in, but I think that uh, I think they can handle the Highlanders. <laughs> I always like that nickname, but that's you know the Cardinals over the Highlanders. I'll pick the Cardinals. All right, we have uh, Mr. Beelan is picking Westwood as well. Kenny has Westwood by a score of 20 to 14. Westwood at home wins it late is his prediction. I am picking Westwood as well. I don't really have much to go on with the program. I really just looked at common opponents. And you, Mr. I totally agree with Jim. Westwood is a a little powerhouse there. They always play great defense in Westwood. And um, I think they run the ball. They play their defense. They get a big turnover. And I went 24-13, but I'm with you guys. I think Westwood's going to... Get victory number five. All right, we're moving on to our Saturday slate here. We have two and four Butler at 0 and three St. Mary. Ouch. Um, it's not a good time for St. Mary's right now. They just changed football coaches in mid in mid season, and that's never a good sign. Um, they almost they almost had to drop their program because of a lack of numbers. They got they dropped all the way down to seventeen. They now have a new football coach in Paul Johnson. 
and um, they now have made. They're going to try to make the, uh, the the most of the rest of the season. Butler is again. That's a that's a great great football program traditionally, but they're also on 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 hard times. But St. Mary's is on really really hard times with with 17 kids in the whole program. I guess I got to go with um, with the Bulldogs. All right, we have Mr. Over the Gales. We have uh, Mr. Beelan choosing the Butler Bulldogs as well. Kenny has picked Butler by a score of 21 to 13 over St. Mary's, setting, saying, <clears throat> excuse me, that St. Mary's is getting close, but uh, Butler is too much for the Gales. Um, if you look at my paper, who did I have circle? Butler. And what did I do? I changed you my changed mind. You changed it. You know what? It's homecoming for St. Mary's. Paulie Johnson has that team fired up. I wanted to play for him last week when we had him on here. The energy. You know what? It might be that I want it for him. Oh, yeah, so Paul Johnson on last week? Yes, yeah, yes, 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 we yeah. did. Oh, see, and I thought I was getting the exclusive interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you got to remember, Jim, I coached with, with Paulie, so we had the in with Paulie. Oh, okay. All right. But, uh, you know what? I just feel like he's done some, some good stuff already there. I think I want it for him, but uh, I'm going to pick them. They scored who was it I, forgive me i can't remember who when they played they scored they were up 14 nothing wow um, i think wallington they were right, up they yeah. were up 13 so I, I think it's there you know he's pulling it out a little by little yeah it was up 13 nothing and he lost 49 13 but you know what they can do it so uh i'm gonna you know I'm what gonna i'm, gonna, well, I'm, I'm gonna, glad you all got great faith in paul <laughs> i'm gonna echo it because paulie's my guy it's not only homecoming. I want to say it's the 50th year oh, of the right. Thomas Holden. Um, they give out the Thomas Holden game for homecoming, the trophy. And um, you know what, Jim? I don't know if I'm wishful thinking. I'm being a homer on this one. <laughs> I'm going. I think Coach Johnson's going to get it done. I went 22-20, and I hope. Come on, Coach Johnson, get it done for the Gales. All right. I, I love Coach. I love Coach Johnson, um, and I, you know, and I'm been a longtime friend with him and with his brother Wayne. But you know what? Let's face facts. Facts are facts. Butler is Butler, and, and St. Mary's <laughs> is struggling. The only way St. Mary's is going to win is if Mike Sheridan comes back and puts Paul Johnson in the backfield, and we can go back, turn the clock back thirty years, and then we could maybe maybe. Well, I'll tell you this: that be he'd have a hell of a game, Paul. And listen, he could probably still do it. That's the crazy thing about Paulie. That's he is a he is a, uh, a physical specimen. Yes, he way. is. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, our next game is 3-2 Palisades Park at 4-0 Bogota. Wow. Uh, ew. Uh, I'll take Bogota simply because they haven't lost yet this year, but Pal Park is Pal Park. They, you know, they've, they've been battling a numbers problem for, for the last 20-some-odd years. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, Pal Park and Leonia combined to have like a um, a co-op program a couple of years ago, and then they and then Pal Park decided they wanted to go back on their own. And um, you know, I, boy, oh boy, I don't, I don't know how I can go against Pagoda. I just, um, I, I'll take Pagoda in that one. Okay, uh, Mr. Beelan has Pagoda as well. Kenny is picking Pagoda by a score of twenty-eight to fifteen. He says Pagoda stays undefeated. Um, I'll sway to my notes here. I have Pagoda as well. Um, again. You know, we had uh, the Pal Park coach on. Oh, that was last week coach as well. Cronky. Also, right, Coach Cronky was on with us. Um, you know, congratulations for him again for getting them kind of over a hump to where they are now. Like you said, Jim, they've been plagued by you know a couple like low numbers and stuff. But he's really 
working hard with that program to get it back up and running. But I'm going to go with Bogota on this one yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm going to sweep the board too. I got 20 to 13. Like you said, Powell Park, they're in that little like separate division thing that they do. So more competitive for them. And hey, for them to win three games, that's great. I think, you know, it's going to be close. Uh, but I'm going to go with Jim. I'm going to go Bogota. I think they stay undefeated. I'm going to go 20 to 13 Bogota. All right. Our next one is four and one Hawthorne at three and two Pompton Lakes. Okay. Well, I took Hawthorne, but that's just uh, on an absolute whim, considering the fact that uh, you know I used to love going to. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, there was a great hot dog joint on uh, on Goffel Road, the, the right there in, hot, in Hawthorne. Johnny, Johnny and Hinges. And Johnny and Hinges. <laughs> So just for that reason alone, I'm gonna go. <laughs> all right. The only, reason, the only reason why I'm picking Johnny is that because of Johnny and Hatchet. That's it. All right, Mr. Beelin is picking Hawthorne as well. Oh, Kenny says Pompton's gonna pull off an upset, fourteen twelve. I'm gonna go with Hawthorne. They just, you know, that week one win over Beckton is always in the back of my mind with them, right? Wasn't that them? You're going Hawthorne? I'm going Hawthorne. You're going, yeah. by the way, Coach Breslin's saying Goffle Grill. Is that the place you're talking about? Or Johnny Hinges? I thought it was Johnny and Hinges. That's what I thought, place. too. <laughs> yeah. um, my comment on this one is, first off, I want to give a shout-out to, to Tracy, one of our... <laughs> Friends, no, no, seriously, she had a loss in her family, oh, yes, yes, so I yes. want to give her oh, a, uh, nice. you know, yeah. our condolences. She's always a fan of the show, but um, you she's know, a Pompton. She's a Pompton grad, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Jim. I, you know, that like I said, they had an overtime. Uh, Hawthorne had an overtime loss to Rutherford, and they shut out Beckton. That's two damn good teams. Yeah. And I'm gonna go 21-12. But if Hawthorne doesn't get this in a big game. I don't know how much we're going to pick them again. So we're going to go. <laughs> I'm with Jim and you guys. I'm going to go Hawthorne over Pompton. All right, Jim. Okay. Our, our next matchup is 5-1 and one West Essex at 2-4 and four Milburn. Ew! I don't want to say much more than that. Just ew! West Essex wins big, and I mean big. I mean real, real big. So that's all. I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass the... The, the people with the with the Millers, but wow, that that they're uh, that's a struggling football program right now, and West Essex is West Essex, so that's like, you know, that's like throwing the throwing the the, the wolves, throwing the the lion. Uh, what was it? The who got thrown to the lions? And, the, and lambs, the, uh, the lambs, the lambs, the lambs. Oh yeah, no, no. Some, <laughs> some, some I know the saying. I can't think of what he's saying too. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's exactly that's that's your quintessential mismatch right there is uh is West Essex is gonna win by about four touchdowns. How's that? All right, Mr. Beelin is picking West Essex as well. Kenny's picking West Essex big also Jim thirty five thirteen and he says never go against hoops. I'm you know, I my alma mater, I bleed black and red, so I'm gonna pick West Essex as well as I always do. Didn't he just Is that go against your alma mater is West Essex? Yes, yep. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Didn't he just I go loved, against you? I loved it there. I loved Didn't, it there. Didn't he just go against West Essex? Kenny? I don't know. I mean, no, Kenny, never go against who? <laughs> I'm with Jim, though. I got Jim said four touchdowns. I said 35-6. And Jim, next week, West Essex gets a crack at Northern Highlands. So. Okay, that'll, let, be, that'll be a good showdown. That'll be, be a showdown next week. 
So get out healthy this yes. week and get ready for Northern Islands. All right. Okay. Our next matchup is 4-2 Irvington at 4-1 Ridgewood. Well, I, uh, from a personal standpoint, uh, I can never go against Coach Chuck Johnson ever again in my entire life. I will never pick against him. But um, I'm also I, – I think that they, you know, they do everything – that they need to do to win games, and uh, and I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Ridgewood over Irvington in a little bit of a shocker. I think everybody thinks Irvington is like one of the greatest teams in, in, since sliced bread, and um, I just don't think Irvington is as good as they have been in the past. I'm gonna go Ridgewood uh, by a touchdown. I'm gonna say 21-14. How's that? Okay. All right. Mr. Beelan is picking Irvington. Um... Kenny is picking Ridgewood, uh, 14-7, saying uh, Ridgewood's home field advantage wins it late. This is another one I kind of hemmed and hawed on and saved till the end here. You know what? The the Ridgewood loss to Union City is just a little blip there for me. Uh, so I'm going Irvington. I feel like, Jim, I feel like you. I feel like there's it's kind of been like this highly touted team, Irvington. I feel like I keep kind of waiting for them to get – because they, they have a tough schedule. You know, they made a really tough schedule. I feel like I keep waiting for that big win. So I'm, I'm going to say it's this week. You know what? I'm with you. And I get, listen, like Jim said, Coach Johnson, phenomenal coach, phenomenal program there. But I think that this early. And this is his last year. This oh, is, this is, he, he's announced that he's going to retire at the end of this year. And uh, so I think that they want to make sure that he goes out with an absolute bang. He's yeah. had an incredible Hall of Fame type uh. career. And I want to make, I want, I think they want to make sure that every single chance they have a chance, especially to win at home. They're going to do so for Coach Johnson. Beelan is I'm saying sorry. he's taking he did. Woodridge. He did. Um, uh, it's Ridgewood. 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 I'm sorry. Beelan, thank you. My apologies. I misread it on my, my thing here. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, I'm I going, do have that down. I'm with you, though, Hoops. You know, I think the Irvington de- defense shuts down that wing T, and I'm going to take 14 10. Mm. Uh, I think it's just, it, it's always, you know, it's going to be a close game because Woodridge, like, like Ridgewood. Jim's saying, Ridgewood, I'm sorry, Ridgewood. Ridgewood. They do nothing. They, you know, they don't do anything wrong. You know, they're going to do everything right. They're going to be in that game. I'm just going to take on a limb. I just think Irvington's schedule has been, you know, tough. They got some, you know, great game. Jim, did you cover the, the um, Irvington Hudson Catholic game? Uh, yes, I did. As that, a matter of fact, that was a man, crazy man. game, right? Overtime game. Crazy, wild game at the end. It really was. Uh, and um, I uh, and Hudson Catholic had the game won and let it and let it slip away. They really did. So that's why. And then Irvington came back a week later, and they uh, and they lost to Union City. So that's uh, so that they, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a powerful uh, Irvington team like it has been in the past. That's just. Just my take on it. That's okay. All. all right. Our next game is five and one Snyder at three and two Cliffside Park. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna consider the fact that I've seen Snyder play, and yes, amazingly, I've seen <laughs> Snyder play three times this year. Wow. Um, twice they played very very well, and then the one time they played against Dickinson, and they really didn't play well. They scored the opening touchdown, and then just went crawling into a hole. So I think uh, the last, they've won their last two games in a row. They beat Fairlawn, and uh, they beat Bergen Tech. So I think that they're on a roll now, and I think that they, you know, a school like Snyder with the athletes they have playing against Cliffside Park, I don't think there should be any contest. I think Snyder wins by about three touchdowns. All right, we have uh, Mr. Beelan picking Snyder as well. 
Kenny is picking Snyder by a score of 21 to 19. He says, Snyder, I love the name more. That's why he picked them. Hey, that works. I, I have to be honest. I was not. They make great pretzels. Yeah. They make smaller <laughs> pretzels than the best pretzels. Well, then I definitely yeah, so. have to pick them. You just solidified that. I picked Snyder right. as well. I'm going to be honest. Until this year, I hadn't really, I had not really heard of them. Yeah, so, and I'm with yeah. you guys. I, okay, I'm well, here's, here's the deal. And, and I'm going to say this for uh, just to throw it out there. The smartest thing that the Super Football Conference did was to initiate this Ivy League where they have the 16 teams that no longer can play for a state championship, mm -hmm. but they now are playing against schools of like size Compat and right. like stature. Right. And it really has meant a lot for the, you know, like say, for instance, a school like Snyder's had one winning season in the last 30 years. Right. A right. school like Dickinson. Dickinson has had one winning season in the last 30 years, and they're four and one or five and one if you include their forfeit win against uh, against Weehawken. The, the Ivy League has done some tremendous things for some from, for some downtrodden football programs, and one of those is Snyder, and it's a new head coach AJ Dobson. He's done a very very good job, and they got some athletes. So I mean, I think that uh, I think Snyder does uh, hold is going to hold their own this week, especially against Cliffside Park. Nice, nice. All right, our next game is five and one Seton Hall Prep at three and three Del Barton. Okay, wow. Words can't describe uh, the job that Billy Fitzgerald does at Seton Hall Prep. Uh, a couple of years ago, he didn't know he didn't know whether or not his teams were going to be competitive. And then what did he do? He, he he shocked the world and he won a couple team, won a couple big games, including a miraculous game against St. Joe's, right? And then they last year they knocked St. Peter's Prep from the ranks of being undefeated and the number one team in the state, and they uh, they upset them, and they and they had a war, and I, when I say a war against St. Peter's Prep in double overtime this this year, uh, and and Prep won. The only reason why St. Peter's Prep won. Is because they went for two instead of going for. Yeah, they the ran. Didn't they run the Philly special? They ran the yeah, Philly special, they, right? Yeah, they ran the Philly special. The, I guess they can call it the, the Marauder special. That's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they ran it the same exact way, and they threw the uh, they threw the option pass to the quarterback who caught it, um, and that was their two point conversion, and they won twenty two twenty one. But uh, I I can't I can't give Philly Fitzgerald any more credit than what deservedly he's got. Some good athletes there, and uh, I just think that you know, it, it, on paper, you would think that this that Del Barton wins that game easily, but there's more than paper when it comes to high school football, and there's something special brewing in in, um, in South Orange, and I think it's uh, I think it's seen all prep, and I think they win uh, in a close one. I'll say 27-25. All right, uh, Mr. Beelan is picking Seton Hall prep as well. Kenny is picking his adopted team in Del Barton. By Good boy, score Kenny. Good boy. 28 to 15. Stick with your He's teams. Saying Del Barton finally gets a big win. Um, I agree with Jim. You know, I'm picking Seton Hall Prep. I think that Del Barton's had a little trouble with those. You know, they're right. Yep. They're right there with those big boys, um, but they haven't quite gotten over that hump with that competition. Seton Hall Prep. You know, like you said, Jim, this year alone with the the overtime loss to uh, St. Peter's Prep and the win over Bosco. So I'm going uh, Seton Hall Prep. Yeah, I'm with you guys too. I'm taking Seton Hall Prep. You know, just like you mentioned a bit, Del Barton. You know, they have trouble with the quote unquote the big boys and. Um, you know, again, here's another shot for it, but like Jim just said, Coach Fitzgerald over there, unbelievable. 
and uh, they got a big one coming up with Bergen. But uh, I got 2014 over Del Barton, but I think Seton Hall preps for real and uh, a true contender, and I think they beat Del Barton. All right. All right, we got three more games, three Jim. More the three games big ones, that Jim. We saved for okay, minutes. and here's the, here's the deal, too. That Don't be surprised if Del Barton and Seton Hall preps see each other again in the Group 3 state playoffs in a couple of weeks. That's because they're both Group 3 teams. I mean, or parochial uh, parochial group three or not parochial can't use that term anymore. Non-public. <laughs> non-public. There you go. Non-public. Don't be surprised if you don't see those two teams face each other again in about three weeks' time. Okay. It's always so crazy. Yep. So true. All right. Of our final three matchups, our first one we're going to break down is four and two St. Joe's at six and zero oh, Bergen Catholic. Well, as. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that's going to beat Bergen Catholic this year. I think that they're in a class by themselves. Um, as much as I do like St. Joe's and I like uh, I like I like everything that's done there, um, but uh, I just think that Bergen's got everybody a good portion of that team back from last year. They're loaded for bear because they didn't have a chance to play for a state championship last year. They got a chance to play for one this year. And they will be talk about somebody who's going to be at the Meadowlands. That's the team that's going to be at the Meadowlands, and I think uh, that'll be the crowning moment of a 12 and 0 season for Don, uh, for Bourbon Capital. Nice. And they win they win this they win this week against their of course against their rivals. By the way. Bobby's saying that Bergen Catholic's undefeated when he DJs their, ta- their tailgate parties. <laughs> I don't think that has to do anything with Bobby, to be I honest with you. Of course, of course they do. They talk to Bobby beforehand, and they say, you know what? What song are you going to play? <laughs> and Bobby, Bobby, Bobby breaks out his Barry Manilow records, and then that's it. It's all downhill. So, yeah. uh, we have uh, Beelan choosing uh, Bergen Catholic as well. Uh, we have... Kenny picking St. Joe's by a score of 29 to 28, saying Joe's in overtime goes for two. I love the precise predictions there. Um, I mean, Jim, I think you you said it best. I just, you know, uh, I kind of don't, I I agree. Kurt thinks nobody's going to go undefeated this year, but I think Bergen Catholic is. I don't think anybody's going to beat them either, so I'm picking Bergen Catholic. All right, this game, Jim, I really wanted to go with Kenny and pick St. Joe's because I said, (laughs) why? Is everybody counting Joe's out after they got beat by DePaul, shut out by DePaul, but... You know, beat up by DePaul. Beat up, they, they beat did. Up by DePaul. They did, and that's they and that up. just shows you. And you said before about DePaul, how physical they were are, because they like. When's the last time a team like that did that to Joe? Is like, and remember, they're playing Nobody. down. They're playing up. Nobody. They beat. They beat. They. DePaul beat up St. Joe. They did. Joe's uh, yep. about but Bergen three shutouts in a row. They're gonna. It's at BC. The BC crazies will be going crazy over there. Their run game with their running back. I think, you know, they run it. A couple big play. You know, Campanelli, I think, will come up with a couple big play action passes over the top. I'm, I'm with you guys. I went 24-20 BC. But I don't know. I still have that. I just think everyone's going to beat somebody. But I'm with Jim. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be at MetLife. They'll definitely be at MetLife. All right. Two well, more if know. they're at MetLife, then guess what? They have, they're going to be 11-0 and 0 at MetLife and looking and saying, okay, Guess what? The championship that was taken away from us last year is not going to get taken away from us this year. That's just the way I feel. Okay. All right. We have six and zero Ramapo at two and four Wayne Hills. Who would have ever thought that Wayne Hills would be staring at two and five? Now I didn't think 
I didn't think that was possible in my lifetime. But guess what? They're, they're staring at two and five. Um, there is no better, in my mind, the, the, for, for dollar for dollar, there's no better public school coach in the state of New Jersey than Drew Gibbs. Nobody. He's, he, he, he gets the most out of his talent. Um, he's not a, a rah-rah type of guy. He gets, you know, he, he, he commands respect. And uh, I just think, and, you know, like, I think there were a lot of Ramapo guys that are sitting there going, take this. And, and for all those years that Wayne Hills defeated us, you know what, let's, let's go, let's get this one back. And I think I cannot comprehend that Wayne Hills is going to be two and five. I can, you know, I don't, I don't know in the last, maybe my whole, the year of my Holy communion was the last time that, uh, that uh, Wayne Hills was two and five. I don't remember them being two and five. Certainly, certainly not in, in the days of Chris Olson. That's for sure. You know, and, right? But, um, two and two and five. Wayne Hills is a scary thought, but I think they're going two and five. I think Ramapo moves to seven and zero, oh and uh, and moves and moves one step closer to a Group Three state championship. Right. Group, four, no, group, four. Group, Jim, group four. Group four. Group four. Yeah, group four. I, I apologize. Uh, See, I, I'm still, I'm still old school. And don't give me this group five stuff. <laughs> Just tell out of me. Coach B, uh, Coach. Wait, uh, uh, Coach Siciliano saying, Coach B in the defense, Poe by 14. Yeah. Uh, Coach Breslin saying, he totally, great job, Jim. He agrees with you 100% on Coach Gibbs. Um, Coach Sis is agreeing with that. John Bielan saying, Hill shouldn't even show up to this one. <laughs> Whoa. All right, well, that he did pick uh, Ramapo, Mr. Bielan. Okay. We have uh, Kenny picking Ramapo, 35-19, that Ramapo is just too much. N now, hold on. Because, Jim, we bring this up every year because last year and or two years ago when we started the show, she went against the Ramapo. She went against Coach Breslin. She went with the maroon Wayne Hills. So now you're on the spot. There's the camera. Are you on Coach Breslin's bandwagon and Gibbs' bandwagon this time? It's not a bandwagon. I just pick who I think is going to win. So I that time I thought it was going to be Wayne Hills. This time I know it's going to be Ramapo. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I know. I like that confidence. Now, I like that confidence. I know. I know it's going to be Wayne. I just Brown. think, uh, you know, Wayne Hills has had the, you know, been in a bunch of close ones, right? But, Jim, it, it, I mean, again, you just said it perfectly. Like, who would have ever thought you'd be, like, saying that Wayne Hills is 2-4 and four going He's into a Ramapo good, game? saying all good, Don't worry about <laughs> it. I know. Coach Breslin gets it. Uh, sort of gives me the hard here, time. Well, here's my comments on it. Here's my comment. You're learning, he saying. Like Jim said, this is the best. Not only, I, I totally agree with you, but Coach Gibbs with the best coach around. But this is also, I believe, the best public school rivalry. I mean, you talk about tailgating. The place was... Just it, it's absolutely insane with this rivalry and the games that they had and the stars that played in these games. Wayne Hills three straight losses, but this is like Wayne Hills' state championship game. You know, like you know they're gonna come to play. They're at home, so you know first quarter might be a little, but the problem is so is Ramapo gonna come to play. And last week we all said on the panel, Ramapo was gonna beat Wayne Valley, but they're not gonna score forty, and we were right. You know why we were right? <laughs> they, they scored, scored 50. Because they got third 50. <laughs> they scored 50, Jim. And right. I'm just going to say this. The township of Wayne, I don't know if you've seen him, Jim, but Jack Gresser. Grusser. I'm sorry, I said his name wrong. The quarterback from Ramapo, he's insane. He's, he's like, a stud. He's like a Lamar Jackson 
type high school. This kid is, he gets in the open He's field, forget about it. And he gets the better is, every game. My advice to the game. Township of Wayne fans, <laughs> don't blink because he's going to be zoop. And gone. <laughs> I think this could get ugly. I'm going 42-13, Ramapo over Wayne Hills. That's Whoa. my pick, Jim. All right, and we got one pick. more game. One well, Gre- more Gre- game. I tell you what, Gresser may be other than the kid from Bergen Catholic. Gresser may be the best best quarterback in the state. The two of them go to schools that are like six miles apart, Bergen <laughs> Catholic and Dan Ramapo. Right? And, they, and the both of them are two of the best quarterbacks, if not the two best quarterbacks in the state, and they and they go to schools six miles apart. Yeah, he's he's just insane. Yeah. I mean, both great yeah. players. Fun to watch. Fun, Fun to, to watch. watch. And we got one more game. All right, and our last matchup is 4-1 and one Hasbrook Heights at 5-1 and one Becton, which is a for that division. Yeah, the a- NJIC. I'm not sure which one they're in, Jim. Do you know? Which division? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they are in the American division. No, no, I take it back. They changed all those divisions. So, no, I don't know what division they're in. I okay. apologize. It's not the Meadowlands division. I think it's <laughs> – I think it may – NJIC – I don't – you know what? I, I don't know offhand. If can, oh, it's the Meadowlands. It's the Meadowlands. It is the Meadowlands. It is Meadowlands. It is the Meadowlands. Coach Longo's fic is getting there. Oh, Feeling saying, be there Friday on the field. Let's up and go, Coach Longo and the Cats. <laughs> Love it. Love so, it. Patrick Edwards saying Meadowlands. So you you go first, Mister uh, Mister Haig. Where are you going on this one? Okay. Well, I if if my friend Nikki Del Calzo was still coaching at Hasbro Heights. I would say that there'd be no contest whatsoever. However, he's no longer the head coach. They had a retirement party for him a couple of weeks ago, and the, the new coach is still getting his feet wet in, in, in the area. Um, the Becton coaches all know what this rivalry means. They, they're you know they're right next to each other, right down the right down the. They should call this bowl the, the Route 17 bowl. They go right <laughs> right next to each other. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go with Becton uh, reluctantly because I'm not a big Becton fan, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with reluctantly. I'm going to pick Becton over Hasbrook. Okay. All right. We have Mr. Beeland picking Becton as well. Kenny is picking Becton by. Oh, I'm sorry. Beeland's going Becton. Okay. Beeland Becton. Uh, Kenny Becton 26, Hasbrook Heights 19. <laughs> and Kurt, Kenny's comment is, I dare you, Kurt, to take Heights. Uh, I'm picking Becton as well. I'm not going against him. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna be a minute for this because I've been waiting to pick this game for 21 years. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why, Jim. My last year, year 2000 is 21 years ago, right? Yeah. Okay, my last year, Jim, coaching. Junior football was at Elmwood Park. All right. Oh my God! The year two thousand. I'm going to mention this real quick. All right. We were Jim. It was one of the, my favorite teams ever to coach. We were loaded. We had we we went throughout that season. And Kenny's listening. And I'll tell you why it's important for Kenny. We had guys on that team: Dale Fava, Keith Silver, Jay Bark, wow. Anthony Torado. Uh, we had Cody, Vasquez, um, I can't even think of all the mines. There's Bobby Blackjack saying Crusader Pride. And you're saying, what the hell does this have to do with Becton and Heights? We go through that season, we break the record for most points in a season. 
we did like 392 in a season. What do you think we gave up in the regular season? None. None. That included beating Hasbro Kites in Hasbro Kites on a Saturday night, 34-0. What does this still have to do with this game? Kenny Kirkpatrick saying we were stacked. You know why we were stacked? Coach Charlie, Coach Danny, Coach Valenti, and yes, Coach Kirkpatrick was on that team. And you know what happened? We went to the Super Bowl, and you know where we played? You know where we played? Where? We you played, played in John Stadium. Okay. Nope. Field. We played on that field, Jim, that Becton and Heights is going to play on Friday night. But do you know the difference? The field didn't go this way. It went the other way. It went that way. It went right. that way, right? It went that way. And you know what happened, Jim? We went in there. We had a couple injuries. One kid wasn't at the oh game. Oh, my gosh. Can you pick the game? And what happens, Jim? The worst game I've ever... Listen, my worst game ever calling plays, a junior football game. We went in there, beat them 34 nothing in the regular season. And, Jim, we got beat 20 to nothing in that Super Bowl. And I still have bad memories of that game because I coached bad. I'm sorry. It was also, and rest in peace, Coach Mike Zooks was on that staff with us. And you know what? There's, uh, there's no way in hell I'm taking heights on that field. Absolutely not, Jim. I'm going Becton with Coach. I'm fired up. Coach Barbo's defense, Coach Longo, Coach McGuire, Coach Mars going to come up with a couple, you know, it's going to be a running game, but we're going to have a little razzle-dazzle, couple play-action passes over the top, and no way in the world will I ever take heights on that Becton field. And when we go Friday night, I might be a little like... <laughs> I, I don't know because it's going to bring back memories from 21 years ago. I do have to say we've been to that. Memories. <laughs> memories, Jim. We've memories. Been, we've been to that Becton Field for a couple of games, and I hear that story every time we go. You hear it, right? You hear it. So, Becton. I, watercolored memories of the way you Jim, I'm wearing my Becton red. I'm winning for red. Kenny's saying win it for us, Becton. Let's go, back. Let's go, Becton. I got 21-13, and Becton gets in the semifinals of the NJIC tournament. Jay Let's Long go. Jay Longo, if you're still watching, maybe Coach Marr can sneak into his pregame speech to do it for Kurt. Carl Ross is asking, <laughs> who beat us in that Super Bowl? It was Heights. 20 nothing. Never forget it, Coach Ross. Never worst oh game I ever, ever, ever called plays. Fumbling, we—it was just insane of what happened in that game. So come on, Becton. I cannot see Heights win on that and, field again. And and the kids—they didn't care as long as you all took them to Burger King afterwards, <laughs> and they both got a double burger and a shake and a chocolate shake. They didn't care. That's it. You're the only one you, right now, Kurt. You're the only one that cares about it. I do care. I, I'm wearing. I might wear. I wanted a Becton hoodie to wear it. Oh, all right. That wraps up our uh, our games, our picks for week seven. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. It was a blast to have you on. I'm, glad I, get, I'm glad I could get here and, and, and sing my do my impersonation of Barbara Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have read thought? that comment? Uh, from Jay Longo, Kurt, you got the locker room speech on Friday. There you I'm go. fired up. <laughs> 20 to nothing, Jay. I will Jay, never forget Don't it. feed into never it, Jay. It. <laughs> it's really, it's out of control right now. But Jim, but Jim, I actually, I had to actually, I had to actually ask uh, Coach Breslin because I'm like, am I going nuts? Like the field went the other way, right? Didn't the field go the other You're way? You're correct. Yeah. Yes. It went, 
it went towards Route 17 instead of going away from Route 17. And the last time I remember being there at a game where it was going towards Route 17 was after a snowstorm and Becton played, oh, I forgot who, in the state championship game that was played there. And um, and the, uh, and the kid, uh, A.J. Bethel, I think was his name, A was a was, was a fullback who ended up walking on at Rutgers, and uh, I remember that game was played. It was supposed to be played on Friday, and they couldn't play it until Sunday afternoon because of the snowstorm. And I'm trying to think who they, I forgot who they played, but um, I remember like being there and and, and was seeing the game as it was going towards running towards towards BJ's. Like if you went for the bomb. You were going to, towards BJ's instead of Riggenfield, instead of going side to side. Yes. That's, you know, that's the best way. So let's go. Do it for the EP uh, guys. You remember, the, you, remember the kid's name? you remember that kid's name that played for Beckton Regional that was an all-state uh, fullback and uh, linebacker, war number 34? Yes, AJ I do. Bethel. Yes, I do. Yep. A.J. Bethel, I think yeah, that was uh, his name. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do know your kid you're talking about. He was a beast. He went to Rutgers. He walked on at Rutgers. Rutgers. Yep. He walked on at Rutgers. He was, and he was a beast. EJ no Barthel. They said EJ Barthel. Barthel. That's it. Who gave you that one? Uh, Coach Breslin. <laughs> there you go. I knew I was close. I knew I was close. There you go. So. All right. Again, All right, thank by you, the Jim. way, by the real quick, Jim. Uh, Coach Breslin saying he's coaching for the Carolina Panthers oh. right now. Who is AJ Bethel? EJ Bethel, yeah. Wow. So. That's great. See, you learn something new every day. There you go. And I wonder who got him I wonder who got him in there. Probably Olsen did. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Jim, thank you so much. Awesome. We awesome pick your segment. Time. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you very much. We'll let you know the whenever results. You want, whenever you want me to, whenever you want me back door, I hope you're not gonna keep score who did what this week, because I don't want to know. So <laughs> Whatever, hey, whatever it is, you're going to beat Beeling. Beeling comes in last every week. Well, I got to be better than Beeling. Because it's not, it's not, he's not picking soccer. If we were picking soccer games, then then I would say he wins. You know, but considering we're picking football games, and Bobby doesn't know what's, what, what, you know, if it's not round, he doesn't want to talk about it being the right ball. So, you know. All right. Or 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 does want to run into a burning building either? That's the other part that he wants. Right? You are talking about the same Beelin, right? Bob Beelin? No, John Beelin. Oh, John Beelin. I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. That's okay. Wait, <laughs> we we all right on Beelin anyway. It doesn't matter. Making bad jokes and it doesn't and it doesn't pertain. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, keep in touch, and if you need me again for uh, somewhere down the road, I'd be glad to do it. Thank all you. Right. Thank you so much. Thank Have a you, good Jim. night. All right, take care now. Bye-bye. All right, Hoops, that was fun. Jim was a great guest with yep. a lot of input. A lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge. And uh, we'll be ready for Friday night. We got games to cover, games to stream, games there. Again, those three games, the uh, Bergen Joes, Beckton Heights, and Ramapo, Wayne Hills, and uh, the rest of them, and um, let's go. I've been waiting all year. When I said come see me two, three weeks, I've been waiting all year to say that about the the Beckton Heights game. I could tell. I was fired right up. 21, yep. year, 21 years inside of me. 21 years it inside. It comes out often. It's not like you've held it in. No, but hey. <laughs> Thank you for watching, everyone. See you we'll guys. See you uh, for a recap on Friday. And um, right. that's it. Check out for some shorts from us. And uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday.